Nerds International proudly presents What you are currently listening to is bonus content and it will not affect the scheduling of your regular tabletop twats episodes. So please sit back and enjoy. Bonus delicious bonus content. Bonus ooh bonus content. Bonus was like bonus content in that mate. Okay, so this is a bonus content. And what we're doing is we're going to do a reading of The Eye of Argon by Jim Thighs, which is um, sort of commonly known as the worst fantasy book ever written. Ever written, yeah. Now, the rules for this are that if you laugh, you have to pass it on to the other person and then they pick up, start reading from where you left off. And you have to read it exactly as written, Mm -hmm. not as intended. Spelling errors, grammatical errors and all, okay? Yeah. So I'm going to start... The weather-beaten trail wound ahead into the dust-racked climes of the barren land which dominates large portions of the Norgolian Empire. Age-worn hoofprints smothered by the sifting sands of time shone dully against the dust-splattered crust of earth. The tireless sun cast its parching rays of incandescence from overhead, halfway through its daily revolution. Small rodents scampered about, occupying themselves in the daily accomplishments of their dismal lives. Dust sprayed over three heaving mounts in blinding clouds while they bore the burdensome cargoes of their struggling overseers. Prepare to embrace your creators in the Stygian haunts of hell, barbarian, gasped the first soldier. Oh, sorry, I mean, prepare to embrace your creators, if he gasped the sentence. <laughs> only, after you, only after you have kissed the fleeting stead of death, wretch, returned Grigner. A sweeping blade of flashing steel riveted from the massive barbarian's hide-enameled shield as his rippling right arm thrust forth. <laughs> Fuck me. Sending a steel-shod blade to the hilt into the soldier's vital organs. The disemboweled mercenary crumpled from his saddle and sank to the clouded sward, sprinkling the parched dust... No, you laughed. With crimson droplets of... Ex- <laughs> Escaping life fluid. Life fluid. The infu... Infused barbarian swivelled about, his shock of fiery red hair tossing robustly in the humid air currents as he faced the attack (laughs) of of the defeated soldier's fellow in arms. Damn you, barbarian, shrieked the soldier as he observed his comrade in death. A gleaming scimitar smote a heavy blow against the renegade's spiked helmet, bringing a heavy cloud over the accordion's misting brain. Shaking off the effect of the pounding blow to his head, Grigner brought down his scarlet-streaked edge against the soldier's crudely forged hauberk, changing, clanging harmlessly to the left side of his opponent. The soldier's stead whinnied at the heat... <laughs> oh, As he directed the horse back from the driving blade of his barbarian. Grigner unleashed his mount forward as the hoarsely piercing battle cry of his wilderness-bred race resounded from his grinding lungs. A twirling blade bounced harmlessly from the mighty thief's buckler as his rolling right arm cleft upward, sending a foot of blinding steel ripping through the Sumerian's exposed gullet. A gasping gurgle from the soldier's writhing mouth as he tumbled to the golden sand at his feet and wormed agonisingly in his deathbed. Grigner's emerald green orbs... What?! (laughs) Glared lustfully. <laughs> I guess it is. Glared lustfully at the wallowing soldier, struggling before his chestnut-swirled mount. His scowling voice reverberated over the dying form in a tone of mocking mirth. 
You city-bred dogs should learn not to antagonise your better. Reining his weary mount ahead, Grignor resumed his journey to the Noregiolian city of Gorzam, hoping to discover wine, women, and adventure to boil the wild blood coursing through his savage veins. <laughs> the, trek, <laughs> the trek to Gorzom was forced upon Grignor when the soldier of Kryn was leashed upon him by a faithless concubine. He had wooed. His scandalous activities throughout the Sumerian city had unleashed throngs of havoc and uproar among the refined part 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 patric oh, the hell? Patricians. Patri- its refined patricians, leading them to tack a heavy reward over his head. Over his head. He had barely managed yeah, not to not on his head, it's yeah, just it's over his, over yeah, like exactly, yeah. again. He had barely managed to escape through the back entrance of the inn he had been guzzling in. As a, <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, yeah. you laughed. As a squad of soldiers tounced upon him. Tounced. Tounced. After spilling a spout of blood from the leader of the mercenaries as he dismembered one of the officer's arms, he retreated to his mount to make his way towards Gorzov. Just say horse. I know, man. I think this guy had a thesaurus right next to him when he was doing this whole thing. Rumoured to contain hordes of plunder and many young wenches for any man who has the backbone to wrest them away. Arriving after dusk in Gorzom, Grigner descended upon his dismal alley, reining his horse before a beaten tavern. The red-haired giant strode into the dimly lit holstery of reeking foul odours and cheap wine. The air was heavy with chocking fumes spewing from smouldering torches, all one word, encased with Thedon's earthen-packed walls. What the fuck does that mean? No idea. Tables were clustered with groups of drunken thieves in cutthroats, tossing dice or making love to willing prostitutes. Oh, dear. Oh, my word. <laughs> Eyeing a slender female crouched alone at a nearby bench, Grigner advanced, wishing to wholesomely occupy his time. The flickering torches cast weird shafts of luminescence dancing over the hall's naked harlot of his choice. Her stringy orchid... Her stringy orchid twines of hair swaying gracefully over the leaf opaque nose. Leaf... Leaf... Oh, yeah, I don't know what that means. Leaf opaque nose as she raised a half-drained mug to her pale red lips. She sounds hot. Glancing upwards, the alluring complexion noted... The stalwart giant as he rapidly approached. Yeah, that sentence makes utterly no sense because mm-hmm. there's no grammar, there's no punctuation in there. Wow, a faint glimmer spark, a, a faint glimmer sparked from the pair of deep blue ovals of. Um, <laughs> Why is he all about the ovals, <laughs> oh, man? God. Amorous god, amorous female as she monitored as she motioned towards Grigner, enticing him to join her. The barbarian seated himself upon a stool at the wench's side, exposing his body naked save for a loincloth brandishing a long steel broadsword, an iron spiral battle helmet and a thick leather sandals to her unobstructed view. No punctuation in there. <laughs> Thou hast need to occupy your time, barbarian? Questioned the female, despite the fact there's no question mark. <laughs> Only if something worth offering is within my reach, stated Grigner as his hands crept to embrace the tempting female. <laughs> Who welcomed them with open willingness. From where do you come, barbarian, and by what are you called, gasped the complying wench, as Grigna smothered her lips with the pl- blazing touch of, he- of his flaming mouth. Why was his mouth on fire? Fuck no. The engrossed titan ignored the queries of the inquisitive female, pulling her towards him and crushing her sagging nipples <laughs> Jesus Christ. to his yearning chest. Without struggle, she gave in. 
Winding, without struggle, she gave in, winding her soft arms around his harshly bronze hide of Grignor corded shoulder blades as, he ca- <laughs> as his callous hands caressed her from protruding busts. I love that bit where it says, what, what is it? Around the harshly bronzed hide of Grignor. <laughs> shoulder blades. <laughs> what? You make, you're starting from. All right. You make love well, wench, admitted Grignor <laughs> as he reached the vessel of potent wine. Charge had been quaffing. What? A flying foot caught the mug Grigner had taken hold of. <laughs> Sorry, the way it's written, it sounds like a foot just came out. Yeah, of the no, Not it's attached to anything. <laughs> flying foot. Um, uh, where are we? Oh shit! Flying foot had taken hold. Sending its red blood content. Sending its red blood content sloshing over a flickering crescent. Leash. Leashing tongues of bright orange flame from the front of the trodden floor. Remove yourself, Sirrah. The wench belongs to me, blabbered a drunken soldier, too far consumed by the influence of his viral brew to take note of the superior size of his adverse adversary. Grignor lively bounded from the st- fl- Grignor lively bounded from the st- from the startled female, his face lit up to an ashen red ferocity, and eyes locked in a searing feral blaze towards the swaying soldier. To hell with you, braggart! bellowed the angered accordion as he hefted his finely honed broadsword. The staggering soldier clumsily reached towards the pommel of his dangling. Wow. <laughs> that sounds like something it really else. does. The staggering soldier clumsily reached towards the pommel of his dangling sword, but before his hands ever touched the oaken hilt, a silvered flash was slicing the heavy air. The th- the fuse th- the fuse of savages lashing right arm bulged from the glistening bronze tide as his blade bit deeply into the soldier's neck loping off the confused head of his senseless tormentor. With a nauseating thud, the severed oval stops to the floor. <laughs> severed oval? As the, segreg- as the segregated torso of Gringor's bovine antagonist swayed, then collapsed in a pool of swirled crimson. In the he confusion, the word crimson. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? In the confusion, the soldier's fellow... In the confusion, the, fellow, the soldier's fellows confronted Grignor with an unsheathed cutlass directed towards the latter's scowling makeup. The, the, the slut should have picked his quarry more carefully, roared the victor in a mocking baritone growl. Oh, so he just kills a soldier then calls him a slut? The slut should have picked his quarry more carefully, roared the victor in a mocking baritone growl as he wiped his dripping, dripping blade on the on the prostrate form and returned it to its scabbard. The fool should have shown more prudence. However, you shall rue your actions while rotting in the pits, stated one of the sprawled soldier's comrades. Grignor's hand began to remove his blade from its leather housing, but returned it, but returned the motion in face of the blades waving before his face. Dismiss your hand from the hilt, barbarian, or you shall find a foot of steel sheathed in your gizzard. <laughs> Grignor, fuck. <laughs> Grignor weighed Gizzard. Grignor weighed his position, observing his polite. Whereupon he took the soldier's advice as the only logical choice. To attempt to hack his way from present predicament would only warrant certain death. He was of no mind to bring upon his own demise if an alternate path presented itself. 
The will, the will to necessitate his life forced him to yield to the superior force in hopes of a moment of carelessness later upon the part of his captors in which he should effect a more plausible means of escape. <laughs> you may steady your arms. I will go without a struggle. Your decision is a wise one, yet perhaps you should be better off had you forced death. The soldier's mouth wrinkled to a sadistic grin of knowing mirth as he prodded his prisoner and with his sword point. Oh. After an indiscriminate period of marching through slinking alleyways and dim moonlighted streets, the procession confronted a massive seraglio. The, place area, the palace area was surrounded by an iron grating with a lush garden upon all sides. The group was admitted through a gilded gateway and Grigner was led along, one word, a stone pathway bordered by a plush vegetation, lustfully enhanced by the moon's shimmering rays. Lustfully enhanced. Upon reaching the palace, the group was granted entrance, and after several minutes of explanation, led through several winding corridors to a richly draped chamber. Confronting the group was a short, stocky man seated upon a golden throne. Tapestries of richly draped regal blue silk covered all walls of the chamber, while the steps leading to the throne were plated with sparkling white ivory. The man upon the throne had a naked wench seated at each of his arms, and a trusted advisor seated in the back of him. In Hugh, back of him. Hugh, Hugh Hefner. So, look, he's got a trusted fighter In back of him. In back of him. Just hanging out in the back of him. Have you hey. sure has got a little picture? Oh, no. <laughs> Fuck me. That illustration's pretty bad. <laughs> we'll put those on the Google+. Plus. <laughs> yeah. Um, at each corner of the chamber, a guard stood at attention with upraised pikes supported in their hands, golden chainmail adorning their torsos. And that's, that's done as if the torso possesses. <laughs> and barred helmets emitting scarlet plumes enshrouding their heads. The man rose from the throne to the dais surrounding it. His plush turquoise robe dangled loosely from his chunky frame. Chunky frame. But chunky spelt with C-K for some reason. Chunky. (laughs) Chunky frame. Shit. The soldiers surrounded Grignor fell to their knees with their heads bowed to the stone masonry of the floor in fearful dignity of their sovereign liege. Explain the purpose of this intrusion upon my chateau. Um, your, what's that? Your serenity. Mm-hmm. Your serenity, resplendent in noble grandeur. We have brought this yokel before you. <laughs> oh, no. We have brought this yokel before you. The soldier gest- gestured towards Grigner. For the, uh, the thing is, though, that's still in the speech bubble. So yeah. this is exactly what the soldier says. He says, "We have brought this yokel before you." The soldier gestured towards Grigner for the redress, your all-knowing wisdom in the judgment regarding his fate. Down on your knees, lout, and pay proper homage to your sovereign, commanded the pudgy noble of Grigner. By the surly beard of Mrifk. <laughs> Grigner kneels to no man, scowled the massive barbarian. You dare to deal this blasphemous act to me? You are indeed brave, stranger, yet your valour smacks of foolishness. I find you to be the only fool sitting upon your pompous throne, enhancing the rolling flabs of your belly in the midst of your exuberant Luxland land. That's another spelling error. I don't know what that is. The soldier standing at Grignor's side smokes his heaven, heavily, heavily, heavily in the face, the flat of his sword. <laughs> Cut, oh, fucking hell. Cutting short the harsh words and knocking his battered helmet to the masonry with an echo, ing, clang. <laughs> the paunchy noble's sagging round face flushed suddenly pale, then pastily lit up to a lustrous cherry red radiance. 
His lips trembled with malicious rage while emitting a muffled, sibilant gibberish. <laughs> so that means he sees one of his soldiers hit Grigner and then he goes white, then immediately red, and then goes... <laughs> 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 I wish I could get that excited about anything. He's sagging flabs rolled like a tub of upset jelly. <laughs> then compressed as he sucked in his gut in an attempt to conceal his softness. <laughs> the prince regained his statue. Then... <laughs> <laughs> so his gut, so he was breathing in and it went, and his gut went, and fell out and he went, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, I like the fact this is statue instead of stature as well. <laughs> so he just got a statue back that went missing. <laughs> yeah, we gave his statue. Thank you. The prince regained his statue, then spoke to the <laughs> shit man to the soldiers surrounding Grigner, his face conforming to an ugly expression of sadistic humour. Take this uncouth heathen to the vault of misery, and be sure that his agonies are long and drawn out before death can release him. As you wish, sire. Your command shall be heeded immediately. Answer the tub of upset jelly. <laughs> I'm not very happy. <laughs> no, sorry, man. No, you go from uh, go from. Um... As you wish, sire. Your command will be heeded immediately. Answered the soldier on the right of Grigner as he stared into the barbarian's seemingly unaffected face. The advisor, seated in the back of the noble, in the back of the noble, slowly rose and advanced to the side of his master, motioning to the wenches seated at his sides to remove themselves. He lowered his head and whispered to the noble, "Eminence." The punishment you have decreed will cause much misery to this scum, yet it will last only a short time, then release him to a land beyond the sufferings of the human body. Why not mellow him in one of the subterranean vaults for a few days, then send him to a life labour to in one of your bur- buried mines? To one such as he, a life spent in the confinement of the Stygian pits will infinitely appropriate and lasting torture. The noble cupped his drooping double chin in the folds of his briming palm, meditating for a moment upon the rationality of the councillor's words, and then raised his shaggy brown eyebrows and turned towards the advisor, eyes aglow. As always, Agafund, you speak with great wisdom. Your words ring of great knowledge concerning the nature of one such as he, saith the king. The noble turned towards the prisoner with a noticeable shimmer reflecting in his frog-like eyes. So his eyes are like frogs, not like the eyes of a frog. No. Frog-like, it's exactly the same. And his lips contorting to a greasy grin. Greasy grin, wow. A gr- so he's got a greasy grin, frog-like bushy eyebrows, eyes. frog-like eyes, and he's got an expression like a tub of upset jelly. <laughs> this guy's... This guy, this guy's you made me laugh, man. I'm very angry. Oh, here we go. Right, so there it's frog-like eyes and his lips contorting to a greasy grin. I have decided to void my previous decree. The prisoner shall be removed to one of the palace's underground vaults. There he shall stay until I've decided that he has significantly simmered. Whereupon he will... Them as well. Yeah. Whereupon he is to be allowed to spend the remainder of his days at labour at my own mines. Upon hearing this, Grignor realised that his fate would be far less merciful than death to one such as he, who is used to roaming the countryside at will. A life of confinement would be more than his body and mind could stand up to. This type of life would be a... Me- this type of life would be immeasurably worse than death. Yeah, I ain't getting locked up. I like to walk around the countryside, so that doesn't work for me. You know what? Actually, if I'm, if I'm going to get locked up, then I'm not going to be allowed to walk around the countryside. And that's the bit I really have a problem that's with. That's worse guys. than death, yeah. Exactly. I shall never understand the ways of your twisted civilization. I simply defend my honour and I'm condemned to life confinement by the pig who sits in his royal ass wooing whores 
and knows nothing of the affairs of the land he imagines to rule, lectures Gringer. No, that's a question. Lectures Grigner? <laughs> oh, yeah, Some lectures Grigner. So he went, I shall never understand that. Yeah. <laughs> Enough of this. Away with the slut before I lose my control. Another word he really likes. Oh, look. Oh, br- oh there's a there's, picture there's of him. There's the jelly. There's the jelly. Ooh. Seeing the peril of his position, Grigner searched for an opening, crushing prudence to the sword. What? He ploughed into the soldier at his left arm, taking hold of his sword and bounding to the dais before the prince before startled guards could regain their composure. Agafund leaped Grigner and his sire, but found a sword blade penetrating the length of his ribs before he loosed his weapon. It says per meeting, actually. Oh yeah, per meeting. <laughs> Uh, the councillor slumped to his knees as Grigner slid his crimsoned blade from Agathon's ribcage. The fat prince stood undulating and insurmountable. For- <laughs> so he's just sitting there going, <laughs> oh, no, I'm, I'm so scared. <laughs> I'm going to undulate. Oh, God. He's just bouncing around in the chair. The prince went rigid as Grigner descended oh, him, no. glazing over his shoulder. He swiveled to note the cause of his noble attentions, raised his sword over his head, and prepared to leash a vicious downwards cleft. Have I jumped a bit? You have. I have jumped loads. Go go back to the councillor's slump. Oh, yeah. The councillor slumped to his knees as Grigner slid his crimson blade from Abgund's ribcage. The fat prince stood undulating in insurmountable fear before the edge of the fiery manned comet. His flabs of jellied blubber pulsating to a fro in ripples of flowing terror. Where is your wisdom and power now, your majesty? growled Grigner. The prince went rigid as Grignor decri- de- 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 uh, the prince went rigid as Grignor discerned him, him glazing over his shoulder. He swivelled to note the cause of noble's attention, raised his sword over his head, and prepared to leash a vicious downward cleft, but fell short as the haft of haft of steel rimmed pike clashed against his unguarded skull. The blackness and solitude, silence enshrouding an ever-peaceful reign supreme. Well, reign supreme. Right, oh yeah, reign supreme. Before me, Sirrah. Before me, as always. Ha! Ha ha! Ha! Noble clack. Noble cackled. No, nobly cackled. Ha! <laughs> Consciousness returned to Grigner in stigmatic pools as his mind gradually cleared of the cobwebs cluttering its inner recesses yet the stygian cloud of charcoal ebony remained an incompatible shield of blackness enhanced by the bleak absence of sound Grigner's muddled brain reeled from the shock of the blow he had received to the base of his skull the events leading to the predicament were slow to filter back to him he dickered with the notion that he was dead and descended or sunk however it may be to the shadowed land beyond the aperture of the grave, but rejected this hypothesis when his memory sifted back within his grips. This was not the land of the dead. It was something infinitely more precarious than anything the grave could offer. Death promised an infinity of peace, not the finite misery of an inactive life of confined torture forever concealed from the life-bearing shafts of the beloved rising sun. The orb that had been before taken for granted, yet now cherished above all else to be forever refused for further glimpses of snow-capped summits of the land of his birth. This is a fucking abysmal paragraph. Never again to witness the thrill of plundering unexplored lands, the crest of a bleeding horizon, and perhaps the worst of all, denial to ever again encompass the lustful excitement of caressing the naked curves of a body of a trim yound wench. Yound wench. Yound. You can't beat a yound wench. 
This was indeed one of the buried chasms of hell concealed within the inner depths of the palace's despised interior. Well, it's not despised by everyone. I hate that interior. Surely the guy who owns it. I don't like the wallpaper, yeah. A fearful ebony chamber devised to drive to the brinks of insanity the minds of the unfortunately condemned through the inapt solitude of a limbo of listless, dreary silence. A tightly rung elliptical circle or torches cast their wavering shards. This is so stupid. He could just say, there are torches, there were torches on the wall. Yeah. And he says, a tightly rung elliptical circle of torches cast their wavering shafts, prancing morbidly over the smooth surface of a rectangular, rigid altar. Expertly chiselled forms of grotesque gargoyles grace the oblique rim, protuberating the length of grim orifice of death. He's describing oh, one room! Oh my god. It's one room! Oh man. Oh, I'm going to skip ahead. Okay, let's go down to the next chapter. I'm sure that we're not missing anything. Is this all about the room? See where it says four. Yeah. yeah that whole fucking wow. chapter describes the room. Glaring directly down towards the stone. It is. Yeah. Psychotic face okay, of look, blood. Okay, look, the only important detail in that, in that whole fucking chapter... He went downstairs. ...is he sees... He goes downstairs and he sees the Eye of Argon. Right, good. Right, okay. And it's never explained what that is anyway. Yeah. All knowledge of measuring time had escaped Grigner. When a person is deprived of the sun, moon, and stars, he loses all conception of time as he had previously understood it. Oh. It seemed as if years had passed, and time were being measured by terms of misery and mental anguish. Yet he estimated that his stay had only been a few days in length. He slept through. I, I don't know if I can do this anymore, mate. This is abysmal. He has slept three times and had fed five times since his awakening in the crypt. However, when the. It's just all him just sitting in a crypt. And going, I love him, that. And just describe... Okay, fuck this. Right, I'm going to skip... I'm going to skip to the end. I'm spoiling the end. Yeah. Okay. Jesus, it goes... There's more pitch. Look at the art. They're so bad. Okay, um, right. I'm going to read the very final paragraph for you. The thing that was gone forever, all that remained was a dark red blotch upon the face of the earth, blotching things up. Shaking his head, his shaggy mane to clear the jumbled fragments of his mind, Grigner tossed a limp female over his shoulder, mounting one of the disgruntled mares and leading the other. The weary, scarred bar bar barbarian trooted so slowly into the horizon to become a tiny pinpoint in a filtered file of swirling blue mists, leaving the noble soldiers and peasants to replace the missing monarch. Long, long live the king. Oh no, long, long leave the king. <laughs> Even the last bit. You think you'd get the last line? La long leave. The Does that mean like don't come back? Well, long I think, leave the judging king. Judging by the last paragraph, I think he killed the king. Right. So maybe it's like a clever pun. Where he's saying, clever. The king has left. So long leave the king. Oh wow. That's about the caliber of this. What did you think of that book? Shit. <laughs> yeah. You can't call that a book. No. That was difficult. That was I hope hard. you enjoyed that. If you've listened to it this far, then well done. But, well done um, for you. Um, and that's you the Eye of Argon. Oh, yeah, the Eye of Argon. And that's by Jim Thighs. You know, actually, later on, he stated that um, it was supposed to be parody, right? Bollocks. But Bollocks. he was 15 when he wrote Not it. Not having that. Everything's so, a wench and got big boobs and, yeah, it's quite obvious. And he, and he was 15 when he wrote it. So I don't think there's too many people that are 15 that are into writing parody, especially to that degree where it's, wow. like, so meta. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, he got a thesaurus for Christmas. And he used it the and fuck out. And he used every word. <laughs> the glowing, glistening orbs of his ocular nerves. <laughs> fuck me. Come on, man. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed Jim. that. Yeah, cheers, mate. See ya. Uh, oh, and if anyone else wants to try and read it through, let us know. He got. Please do. Yeah. yeah. See you later. Bye. Tabletop twats.